Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren. And yes, it's true. I've had a little coffee this morning. How about you? How's everything going? How are you doing? So much coffee today. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> that is the dulcet tones, the Sibilant S's of our delightful uh, co-host, in-studio guest co-host. Can we call you a guest? You're here so damn often. I just, you can't get rid of me. It's, it's so much fun doing this. I uh, love it. Enter your bad penny reference here. Um, <laughs> that would be Clarice Connolly. Clarice is a coach. How, much, how long? What have you been doing? Oh my gosh, June's going to be my third year. Three I'm going to be three years. Uh, amazing. amazing. Uh, you're a coach. You work with uh, women. What's, how do people find you? What do you do? Um, so you can find me on empoweringwomen, plural, dot coach. And I work with women who are, I, I worked on this this weekend. It really came to me. I had me this hear. really great women's retreat. And I really distinguished that we're in such like a consumer mindset, right? And as women, we're constantly searching for the next pair of really expensive, beautiful shoes or the right, really great dress that's very also beautiful on us. And I really want to, and I work with women to shift that instead of like outwardly consuming and finding the fulfillment by purchasing things. I really focus on supporting women to find that inwardly and really see how research rich and wealthy they are in other ways than currency and money. Uh, yet you do have a lot of shoes. I don't have that many. No, actually, I have a. You dozen. have a lot of shoes in your car, right? This morning. <laughs> two, yeah. two in my car. <laughs> All right. Um, so, empowering women plural dot coach singular uh, is how you find her. My name is Christopher McAuliffe. I'm a master certified coach. I'm the CEO of a couple of companies, and we do hear this here podcast each and every week for the last, I want to say, sixteen years. Is it sixteen years, Wade? Uh, give give or, take? or take. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> Wade, I'm ever about Wade. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, the uh, the place where you're listening to us is either wherever fine podcasts are available or here on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in internet talk. I also want to shout out to our longtime sponsor, our longest term sponsor this year program, which is Accomplishment Coaching. If you are looking for high-quality coach training. I don't know. Maybe you're just getting into the market of coaching. Maybe you're just thinking maybe it's time to get training. You've been in for a while. Or maybe you've done a training program that uh, didn't quite measure up. If you're looking for the world's finest coach training program. And that's not hyperbole. That's not uh, shenanigans. That's actually true, demonstrable, measurable. Whether it's term, in terms of hours of training, whether it's in terms of actual coaching of live human beings, or even being coached, they provide you a coach for a year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't Amazing. know any other training program that offers a coach for like more than eight sessions, right? But I they do it for a year. A year. Uh, Accomplishment coaching is the world's finest coach training program. It's available um, in a bunch of cities in North America. Currently, just North America. Where are they? Where Where are the cities? Do you know? Yeah, I, I think I know them all. Ready go. Washington D.C. Correct. New York City. Ding. Chicago. Yes. Windy City. Seattle. Ah, oh, Seattle. Beautiful. The rainy city. Oh, beautiful. San Diego, the sunshine city. city. Uh, The American's finest city. There you go. And Victoria, British 
Columbia, Canada. Just a gem. A gorgeous, gorgeous place to be. Uh, if you're near any of those places, the thing that Accomplishment Coaching does that no other coach training program does is they invite you in to come and observe the training in process. So it's not a black box. It's not a sales pitch. It's not a presentation. It's an opportunity to see what they actually do. And I don't know of any other program in the world that invites you in to watch the training and process. Check it out. Accomplishment Coaching, it's miraculous. It's extraordinary. Programs available in all the cities we just said for registration. Uh, check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com, and we thank them for their long-term support of our program. All right. Uh, today, what do you think of the, today, of the guests for today? I'm really excited for these guests. We got nothing but professionals up in this piece. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ann Sugar is an executive coach and speaker, and here who she, here's who she works with. Top leaders at company, including TripAdvisor, heard of them, mm-hmm. Sanofi Genzyme, they're a big deal in bio and pharma, and others. She's an executive coach for Harvard Business School Executive Education, has guest lectured at MIT, so I think she's from Boston, but those are some good schools. You know what I I'm love saying? Boston and all those schools. I've been to them. We can talk more about that later. Maybe we'll talk to... <laughs> <laughs> Sugar. Uh, what else do we want you to know about her? She's been SVP uh, Media at Digitas. She managed media planning for Fortune 500 clients and more. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones Anne Sugar. Hello, Anne. Hey, how are you all? Hi, Christopher. Hi, Clarice. Hello. Hello. Thanks for knowing our names. Sometimes people are like <laughs> un- unaware, <laughs> ill prepared. Um, Anne Sugar, uh, look around outside. Are you in Boston? I am, and unfortunately, it's cold and rainy and miserable. Look, look at I the don't look think we're going to have spring <laughs> this year. <laughs> Eventually, right? It's coming. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you, you sort of we'll are an expert in the world of leadership in terms of coaching and facilitating uh, individuals inside of large organizations to create return on goals and metrics and maximize break, uh, break th- maximize performance and breakthroughs. Let's talk about leadership. We're sure. in an interesting time in the world and in America uh, around <laughs> leadership. What are When you look at leaders, are you looking at behaviors? Are you looking at qualities? Are you looking at their ability to have developed certain skill sets? What's important when we, when we meet with or are evaluating leaders? Uh, so, so, Christopher, I th- that's a great question, first of all. And I think, and I'm going to be one of these people that says it depends, right? Because it depends on the culture of the company. It depends upon, you know, what do they have to do and what do they have to accomplish? And I think people ask me a lot, too, well, so what are some of the leadership qualities that you see for really successful leaders in terms of um, in C-suite, directors, SVPs? And I, I think it really goes all the way down, right, into managers. Just what are those traits? And some of them I actually, um, and I say this, really aren't that sexy, right? It's, it's persistence. Do you con- are you persistent about what it is that um, you need to be working on? I think also, too, it's learning. Um, I see a lot of people lately, um, and I really push this in terms of reading, really pushing on the reading front, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, it's learning, and it's really understanding and admitting that we all have blind spots. I think some of those are kind of some of the three key things that I think they're important. Yeah. Early. 
I'm hearing humility in the background there as well as consistency and openness, right? Because you can only learn yes. if you, you know, Marshall Goldsmith famously tells us like, you know, part of the leader's mythology is that we think what got us there, it, we should just keep doing that, right? As opposed to learning and developing and like that. When when you come into an organization, what's what are some of the most important moves you make as an executive coach? Is it to meet with your client, the identified, you know, client or is it to talk to the people around them or to find out what the you know their bosses are wanting what mm-hmm. what's one of your first moves mm-hmm. oh i think there, there are two that i really think about first and that is learning from me in research it's really understanding what drives the company culture what drives the organization and i also want to know what's important for the leaders in terms of goals and goals um is is some of the most is the most important thing to really for executive coaching to work it's really having identifiable goals and part of that in getting those goals is a lot of conversations and digging deep and really getting detailed and actionable goals and part of that too um, is getting feedback feedback for, you know, just even almost a simple 360 feedback, stakeholder interview, however um, people like to phrase it. Those are those are some of the key things in terms of really getting um, as a coach. What do you do to begin to get um, the data to help somebody and partner with them to be successful? Your client. I really want to um, put in. See, I, I will let you talk. I know. <laughs> I, I keep okay. waiting you for keep you, but fun. You I'm very fun. interested. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm riding the tail. Are you? I'll slip some really good, mm-hmm. powerful questions. I'm sure you will. All right. Sorry. We'll we'll have a little relationship no. therapy later, and we'll work this out. <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, I'm I'm just very excited about this, and perhaps over caffeinated. The issue for me is often that. Some, sometimes the simplest questions we ask about the corporate culture are the best. I remember an organization that I loved working for this organization. I love the, their mission and what they do. It's an NGO and they're just extraordinary. But I um, started get, to get the idea that, you know, it was run a little bit like a, a banana republic. You know, it was run a little bit mm-hmm. like there was a tyrannical leader and you just have to, to live in fear. So I started asking people really basic questions like, what does it take to get in trouble or in the doghouse around here? And then what does it take to get out? And what I found was that no matter whom I interviewed, they said, is that right? Or is it who? We'll talk about it later. Um, the, no matter which person I spoke with, they said there were like 27 ways to get into trouble or in the doghouse, but zero ways to get out. Once you were in, mm. in trouble, you could not, there was no way out. And I think things like that, you know, how would you know that if you didn't ask basic, simple, you know, essentially like little kid questions about how things yes. work, right? Do you have a favorite question or have you learned some things in about corporate culture by sort of just asking basic things? So sometimes I, 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 and I think that you bring up a really good point and it's just asking the simple question almost like a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, tell me what it means to be successful in this organization. Mm, that's great. How... How do you become successful in this organization? So just the simple who, what, when, um, where, why questions mm-hmm. and putting, putting that phrase in front of what you want to research and learn really helps to dig deep. Nice. 
All right, it's your turn. Ready? Drum roll, please. So I, <laughs> I'm really curious as to like, you you coach some of these most senior leaders. Like, what are they normally coached on? Uh, so that's a great question. It's a lot of times it's things like blind spots. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I had this CEO, and she she was getting very frustrated because she was delivering these messages, whether it was in a town hall or in her executive committees. And she just felt like nobody was listening to her. And the messages that she were saying that she was saying weren't resonating. And there's many, many reasons why, but one of the kind of the simplest, and I'm really all about simple. One of the simplest things that we figured out is she wasn't, telling her message succinctly and often enough, just like advertising. You know, in advertising, they say you have to get your message out at least three plus times for somebody to even start to hear it. And it's really about frequency. So for her, even though she thought she was um, telling her message or or talking enough about her messaging, it it wasn't enough. And so it's that kind of blind spot piece. Mm -hmm. I think, too, it's how do you motivate your teams, right? Mm. So just one other example. Um, I had this CTO that, you know, his 360 data showed his teams weren't motivated by him. Mm-hmm. And what, when we really dug deep into it, he was always directing everybody what to do. So people didn't feel motivated and empowered. And so here's a simple question that we worked on for him to ask, because let's be honest, right? Everybody wants to be the smartest guy or gal in the room. You know, that's part of it, right, is showing value. But for him, if he just asked the simple question, so what do you think? That got people talking more, even if he knew, and of course he did know the answer, Mm -hmm. it, it still gave him, it still gave everybody else on his team the voice. And it really started to charge and regenerate his team. And it's the simple, small details that I've found for many senior executives that really make the difference. It's those little details that that give you the most impact. I love that. And I, I really wonder, what do you feel, in your opinion, are the differences between male and female leaders? Uh, so I coach a lot of male and female leaders and... Interestingly enough, I don't coach, I I don't coach either gender, Mm -hmm. either, you know, either, um, I don't have a specific way that I coach each gender. I think it's um, coaching on the specific topic. And I know I'm kind of skirting around the, the, the question, but I think one thing, if I think about some female leaders that I've coached recently, It's really about, for some of them, confidence in the Mm C-suite. How do I make sure that my message is heard? And so, um, and and get that point of view across. And, you know, as as I worked in senior leadership in advertising, I've felt that in the past myself um, in terms of delivering my message in the senior leadership meeting. So, and and that can relate to... um, male as well. It, it, you know, it's just, it, that's one example. I think that uh, 
I think that's a really great point. Now, we should, we should talk a little bit about your training. In addition to mm-hmm. coach training and coach certification, you have uh, attended Boston College, but you also did some work in the positive psychology program at the University of Pennsylvania. What did yes, you, what, do you, what do you take with you from that training that you're using in your coaching? I'm, I'm quite clear that positive psychology, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, these are therapies mm-hmm. that are very close to coaching and and. I'm wondering how you sort of integrate them all and whether you ever cross the line from coaching to therapy or, or how you manage that. So, uh, so on the last question, I um, state upfront um, that I am not a therapist um, and I don't coach on those types of things. Though, you know, as humans, there are things that come up that we do talk about, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that relate to business and we all have our story mm-hmm. and though and our leadership journey in those positive event, events, the negative events, um, the, the, uh, you know, the things that we've overcome all make up who we are as a leader. So we can't divorce ourselves from that fact. Um, I think the best question and the best, um, kind of piece that any coach can use is asking the question, so tell me what's going right. Mm. And so when you tell the story of what's going right, um, that's when it opens up possibilities. So just a, a super quick story about how that, so how would that look like? There's, there's a famous story about um, a Somerville high school in uh, Massachusetts Um uh, that had very low graduation rates. And so what they did was they first were looking at, well, so why are the people not graduating? And they did tremendous amount of work studies and their graduation rates didn't change. But when they brought in this certain consultant and they looked at, well, so what are the kids doing? What are the students doing that are graduating? What are they doing specifically? That's when they saw the change, right? So it's, it's looking at what are the successes and what can you build on that? And it's just a positive, you know, we, we all want to think about what's going right and building on that. And that's just a good opening, positive question to ask. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, I'm eager to know uh, positive psychology, something that you recommend for either your executives that you're working with, your leaders, or for coaches who want to work with leaders? Oh, in terms of a class or a book? Or, or training or, or yeah, anything or that training. you recommend. I think that um, there is, so there's a gentleman, he has a, a company, it's called Positive Acorn, mm-hmm. and it's an offshoot of MAP and University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting books um, there that you can read. I think one book uh, that I would recommend, it's small, it's called The Thin Book, of appreciative inquiry, which is right. which is an offshoot of um, positive psychology, and I think that is an impactful book, short, practical, um, and simple that anybody that you know you can read in I don't know a day or so. <laughs> nice. It's great practical advice. I'm all about the practical. Yes, especially. So- as busy as we are these days and as distracted as we are, I'm noticing I've got three screens in front of me now while I'm talking to you. So, um, Way to out yourself. The, yeah. The, um, First one of the things that I think is 
man, it's a, it's a little bugaboo for me, so I just want to own my stuff around it. But I think a lot of people who are working at your level with top leaders in top organizations, Fortune 100 companies, are pretty reliant on assessments. Now, I know that you're qualified to do assessments. Do you find them valuable, and how do you use them in your practice? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that, it, that's a great question. I, I, do, I never lead with an assessment that um, is a way to get data, unless it's a 360. And I think once I start coaching somebody, and I feel that data is very important to them. So as a coach, I flex. There's, just as I learned in advertising and how you sell, there's different ways, and everybody has a different coaching style, and this is mine, mm-hmm. that um, I coach based on what that person needs from me. So if somebody needs a lot of data, let's say on communication style, then I would use something like DISC per se, or it, because it gives them the data. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't kind of skirt around the issues, right? It's, it's black and white right there um, in terms of what your communication style is. Or I, I want to understand more who I am as a leader than it's Myers-Briggs. But it's more down the funnel um, when it's relevant and important to help somebody move forward on their goals. Nice. So, so that's, that's really how I feel about assessments. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and I appreciate you also naming. Are there others that you found more useful than others or that you like particularly besides uh, the DISC or the 360? Um, well, Myers-Briggs is a great one. And another mm-hmm. one that I think, um, while it takes a bit of time to get certified, I really like Hogan. Mm. Um, Hogan, uh, I think, is 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 a great place where you can um, without doing a 360, you see somebody's blind spots, where their potential is, and what are their strengths. So I really like that one as well. Um, I use that a lot. I use that one a lot as well. Nice. I'm hearing uh, some themes for you about you make sure that people know their strengths. It seems like you talk about blind spots a lot, which mm-hmm. is a way to talk about, I suppose, weaknesses or areas of development in a sort of a positive or a, oh, you just missed this piece, you know, right. sort of a less blamey way. Right. Is that mm-hmm. important in terms of the, uh, the work that you do? Do you have to sort of always put a positive spin on things with executives or can they <laughs> take a, a pretty direct shot? Um, well, it, <laughs> I will give a very direct shot to somebody in a, um, in a way that's coming from kindness. So as I said before, um, I will... Um, I flex to -hmm. how I need to coach somebody. So for example, I had somebody who said to me, and this is um, a very senior person said to me, drink it in, look at, uh, you know, drink it in all the things that I do. And I said to him, well, now how's that working for you right now? (laughs) You know, and this was part of his three. And that was, that was, we were talking about his 360. So um, there are times with as with anybody in our lives that we need to be very direct so it it depends on the person and what they need to hear great our time's flying by what do you what have you got I there we we got three minutes so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give the one two punch so my question is i know that there's coaching and having a coach as a c-suite and like being high up there and powerful what are your thoughts on cultivating a mentor 
And like, how do we find one and, Uh and cultivate that? So, well, first of all, too, I just want to say that I also coach people that are mentor, uh, that are uh, managers and VPs, Mm -hmm. because I think for me, Mm -hmm. I like variety, first of all. And I think too, I learn a lot because then when I coach C-suite individuals, I know what's important and what they need to be coaching their teams on. So I just want to first kind of lay that up. So mentors, mentors, I think are extremely important um, in the sense that they give direct advice, obviously, versus coaching. And I think Sheryl Sandberg, um, whether you like her book, Lean In or Lean In, I think she really articulately said it that a mentor is something that organically happens. It's not that I point to you and I say, I want you to be my mentor. It, what I really talk about um, with anybody, in, and me included, all of us, and it's really about networking. And part of networking is just getting knowledge and information and meeting interesting people. And it can be internal networking in, in your company or externally. Could be you join, you know, some sort of group or whatever. And that's where organically, I think, over time, you find and get a mentor. Hmm. I like that. I've, and, never, I've never heard of it that simply. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of value here. What's something I kind of want to I want to talk about two things, kind of like you said. The first is, what's a CEO's job? I think a CEO's job is to be the visionary and lead the people. The visionary in terms of the strategic vision and leading um, and motivating and empowering the people. Just very simply, beautifully said. Um, you've written obviously, on... you know, the, you have oh, the sure. fine, yeah. you have the finance and the revenue part of it, but simply that's what I think. Right, right, right. You, I mean, part of the vision is making sure that the yeah. company's sustainable and hangs around. Right? <laughs> exactly. We should let people know the way to find out more about Anne and to, and your work. Is it com? Yes. Is that the best place so, to go? A-N-N-E-S-U-G-A-R.com? Absolutely. There are, of course, uh, articles in HBR. No, no, nothing less than HBR. And also, of course, on LinkedIn, there's uh, you can you can find her on social media in lots of places. And um, we're about to run out of time here. Is there a parting thought or a parting shot you'd like to give uh, fifty thousand coaches or so listening today? Uh, you know what? I think that is important. And what I've learned over time is, and I said this at the beginning of the show is really about learning and reading. And I think part that and really staying up on that and simply maybe reading All right. Um, sorry, something gl- uh, went glitchy there right at the end, but it was fun till then, wasn't it? I <laughs> agree. All right. Oh, there she is. Wait. No? Okay. There's some technical difficulty, but reading and learning, what a great point. We'll be back with more of today's edition of The Coaching Show right after this. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. 
Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 